0: Peggy, sixteen.
1: Coming to you live from Texas. Well, Texas for me, New Jersey for Tom. Yeah. We are together for another episode of and Rock with Tom and Jason, and Tom, it has been a long time coming. I think we've been saying we were going to do this for about <laughs> five months. I think yeah, like we've had our notes for a long time.
0: I'd say since probably the winter. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, you know what? Better late than never, though.
0: Yes. And a lot has happened in those many, many months that we haven't been recording. It's,
1: it's our season finale, if that means anything. <laughs> because I mean, our hey. season... I'm pretty sure it's lasted like two years, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're here now; better late than never. Mm-hmm. So, Jason,
0: in this l- sensible gap of time that it's been since our last episode, what have you been up to?
1: How you been? Uh, I don't know, all over the place, mixed, but but right now, I'm happy, I'm good. Um, I work today, and. Uh, Um, I got five weeks left of my job as a teacher, and then it'll be summer vacation, so looking forward to that.
0: Hey, very high school musical-ish of you. (laughs) Summer, summer, summer. Concert season. I know, right? The season that we've been looking forward to all year. What about you? Oh, God, what haven't I done? Okay, so first and foremost, I went to Disneyland, actually, earlier this month. It was kind of like our big Easter gift as a family. We went all the way out to Anaheim, and we had the time of our lives. Loved it with all my heart, and I'd go back in a heartbeat. Like, it's like the Magic Kingdom in Disney World, except smaller. Like, much, much smaller. It's nice, because you don't have to, like, take a bus anywhere or do any of that fancy jazz and whatnot. You can literally walk right to your resort. Let's see, I did that. I think I might have laryngitis right now. <laughs> like My throat is kind of hurt the past couple of days since bad practice, so I looked up my symptoms, and it said laryngitis, so I think I might have that. So if I sound a little off tonight, that's probably why. And also in this six month gap that we've had since we've recorded last, I found out people actually listened to our podcast because you did that Spotify recap thing for like Toy Toy Two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that long ago. And literally, like it said, like we had a pretty decent following this whole time. I've been half assing it. <laughs> I didn't know people actually listen to us. <laughs> so like from here on out, I'm actually going to try with this thing now that I know that you guys actually like us. It was humbling to our, I suppose, many fans out there. Thank you. You listen to a couple yeah, of chuckle, chuckle fucks here in America in two different states. Most of the time will, screwing uh, up.
1: What? We'll figure out how we want to do it going forward. We'll pick some albums and... Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I know... Oh, I'm yawning. Well, okay.
0: If you start <laughs> um, yawning, I'm going to start yawning.
1: <laughs> um. If... um. Yeah, we got to figure out what we're gonna do moving forward with this and, and um, I know that if you make it like a uh, I have a cold too. <laughs> if Great. you make it a uh, if you make it like a Spotify exclusive, I think I think you can stream music with it so I'm like that's kind of intriguing too.
0: If you want to hear the album along with our review then yeah.
1: it, I think you can do that. That but, or just um, get like
0: two different devices and have Spotify playing on one ear. With our podcast, and then have your ideal form of music entertainment in the other year playing whatever album we're recording. Don't it the old-fashioned way.
1: But uh, anyway, today's episode, uh, we're going to look at Cheap Trick and their um, famous live album uh, at Budokan. Budokan.
0: Now, where is Uh, Budokan, first
1: of all? It's in Japan. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, But before we get into that, let's do a top five. Um, Let's. So, I I picked this one about three, four months ago, whatever. <laughs> and uh, this was... Uh, so I, don't, I didn't even remember what it was, but this is top five songs you like that people wouldn't expect you to like. So kind of like songs you're like, really? But Yeah, people look want, at you and so. they're like, what? You like that? <laughs> um, so I'm really interested to see what's on your list, Tom. so Likewise. Give it to me.
0: Okay. So one second, let me just... I actually thought of another song that I'm replacing song with i'm gonna write that down all right so here's my top five list of songs that people would not expect me to like at all okay my fifth spot a lot of people out there know i'm a disney head i'm a huge disney fan one of my favorite movies is the goofy movie but like get rid of the goofy movie and you have the song stand out by tevin campbell now in the goofy movie this guy power line is kind of like a hodgepodge of michael jackson and prince he's a superstar and he has a song called stand out so I found out this is an actual real song recorded by this dude, Tevin Campbell. It's like this really flashy R&B-sounding pop-sounding masterpiece, for lack of better words. That is, my t- that is my fifth spot on this list. It's not rock or metal. kind of stands out from, stands out from the rest of my playlist.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Goofy movie.
0: You, you don't there. know about the Goofy movie? No. Where have you been for the past 25 years? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Really? Wow. Okay, oh. yeah, it's Goofy and his son Max. They go on this life changing road trip together. I didn't know
1: together. Goofy had a son,
0: but okay. Where have you been? <laughs> it's basically like my documentary. Because, like, my road trip that I took to come see you in Nashville was a lot like the Goofy movie. And I even <laughs> met my favorite rock star afterward. I met Dragon Force. And I, <laughs> I, fe- I got a girlfriend on that trip, too. But more on that later. My fourth <laughs> spot is going to be. Okay, this one's kind of sort of a cop out sort of not Mm. but on my list i wrote my cousin's band's music but i do have a particular example on here okay so my cousin's band they're called the forest view movements check them out my cousin joey plays bass oddly enough so the other bass building reader man out there has a band and they they are also kind of like an r&b sort of bluesy sounding band not rock not metal very very soft very very relaxing very, very different from what I've done throughout my entire musical career. But yeah, check out the song Peaks and Valleys. That's the particular song that I wrote on my fourth spot. Really good. That's like the first song on their first album. Actually, Are they still it's t- a band? Yep, they're still a thing. My Cousin Joey is still wailing away on bass. Cool. Bass-wielding reader man. Okay, so that out of the way. Number three. Let's see. Number three, I have Fireball by Pitbull. I, I unironically I love this song. Like, fireball. It's just so damn catchy. Like, I don't even maybe know. if I heard it. You never heard Fireball? Okay. Have you ever been maybe to maybe a wedding? Maybe if I heard it. Okay, yeah. So, if you've been to a wedding, you've heard this song. Okay. <clears throat> like, it's Fireball. That's one of the main lyrics. Okay. Just, like, YouTube that later. Or Googleize it or whatever. Whatever your ideal form of music is. It's... Not like any of my other music, which, again, it's like everything else in this list. <laughs> but it, it slaps. It really, really legitimately, unironically slaps. Okay, so number two. Again, this was, was also kind of a blanket statement, but I wrote literally any film score. I love <laughs> film scores, dude. No, I mean it. Like, literally my top artist on Spotify is John Williams. I got John Williams. I got James Horner, Jerry Goldsmith, John Barry. He's really good, too. This guy, David Shire, he's really good. Elmer Bernstein, also really good.
1: You don't have, like, a song, though?
0: I guess if I had to pick a particular song, let me think. If I had to pick a particular song, it could be the Rocketeer theme by James Horner. It's just this inspirational piece about this dude who finds a jetpack and becomes a superhero. It's his theme song. It's really, really awesome. Again, check it out. The Rocketeer theme by James Horner. Okay, and then my top spot, this one actually is a song, and not a full-on blanket <laughs> statement of an entire genre. This song is Dancing Queen by ABBA. Oh I God. fucking love ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will die fighting on that hill. They're so damn Swedish and so damn catchy that you can't not love them. Like, any song that pops on the radio or wherever you are, like, you can't help but at least tap your toes. No. <laughs> you don't like ABBA? You have got no, no. music in your
1: soul. <laughs> Not
0: but Swedish uh, enough.
1: Dancing Queen. Oh, my God. It's, it's good. I love it. Anyway, so let's are they hear the re- ones that did? Are they the ones that did the Mamma Mia song? Yep, that's them. <laughs> yeah, I think those are the only two songs I know, and, I, and I'm, that's all I need
0: to know. Check, they're good. <laughs> um, they're really – again, we'll die fighting on the hill. What's on your mug? I'm a tea right now, and it's Ma- The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Hmm. <laughs> All right, sometimes, my list. Oh, before you do that, I want to say sometimes I wish we can have a video along with our audio so the folks listening can actually visualize what we're saying. Yeah. Just in my office with my Mandalorian mug drinking my throat coat tea. Good for the throat and laryngitis.
1: But your list, what have you got? Mine, I took more of a. Um again, what is wrong with again if you
0: start yawning i'm gonna start yawning and God. we'll never get this thing done this has been delayed long right. enough so i know,
1: I know. and i want to go to the movies later too but, i'm going right.
0: for ice cream with my sister later so
1: <laughs> top five songs you like that people wouldn't expect you to like all right so i took more of a kind of weird for me actually really weird for me but i took more of like a pop route mm-hmm. with it all right um Number five, The Sweet Escape, Gwen Stefani and Akon. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Wow. I think it's
0: fun. I saw that on Ellen when I was younger. That's how long ago it was. They had – or she had Gwen Stefani on the show and she sang that song and like, oh, hey, yeah, this is where I know the song from now.
1: reminds me of being a kid and also I think Gwen Stefani is hot, so put it on the list.
0: You know what? I respect that. I respect (laughs) that a lot.
1: (laughs) Go on. Um, Number four. I'm not a real. I don't really like this band in general, and especially I don't. Well, I don't even know if you can even really. I guess they're a band. I, I don't know. More like a pop group. But this love by Maroon Five. They're not so a that's, band. So that's like, I guess before they got even like totally big. I think because before I they think completely that was sold one of their out. First hits. I think that was one of their first hits in like the '90s. I think. But Adam um, Levine's a yeah. dick. This Love by Maroon 5 is number four. All right, number three. um, And all these songs, well, not all of them, but a lot of these songs remind me of my childhood, too, so that's probably why they're on here. I don't even know any pop music these days. (laughs) Um, Number three, um, kind of funny, but another Gwen Stefani-ish song, not her solo, but her band, no doubt, Don't Speak. I don't know. I'd know it if I heard it. I grew up in the early two
0: thousands too. I probably you would know it.
1: Yeah, you would know it like instantly. Um, number two. This one, I don't. I would be surprised if anyone knows. Be cool if you do. But this is not a pop song. But this is like a big band song, like swing and all that stuff and big band. Like, yeah, Uh, it's like jazzy rock. It's from. A guy in a band called, um, I think it's just D.D. Verney and the Cadillac Band. And Dee Verney, if any of you metalheads know, is from the band Overkill. Um, and he did this album where he did these, like, I guess, big band songs. Wait, hold on.
0: Back up. The different Overkill has a big band? <laughs> yeah, like, he's like those... the
1: bass player in Overkill or something. Yeah. Are you serious?
0: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah
1: i love that sound
0: and i love i like overkill sound so like that coming together is like amazing i don't have to look and this up
1: it, it's a song called cadillac man Ca- cadillac yeah cadillac man i've always cracked yeah um so <laughs> dd verney and the cadillac band and the song is cadillac man i'm looking that up
0: that sounds incredible
1: uh, <laughs> and then number one um uh, Again, I had to put this artist on this list because she's hot, (laughs) and that was one of my criteria, Uh, and the song is so catchy, and I don't like country music really, but I like this song, so I'm going to go with Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Oh my
0: god. That I definitely know. (laughs) Again, uh, I grew up in the early 2000s too, I know, I've heard that song on the radio. A million times. She dug, or dug her keys into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel <laughs> yeah. drive or whatever. See,
1: you know it. He'll
0: beg before he cheats. Yeah, I know <laughs> it. I remember hearing that on the radio a lot as a kid. Oh, man. So, That's an interesting list. list. Like, I applaud that. Like With me, some <laughs> of them are aren't super surprising, but with you, it's like, wow, those are surprising. Yeah. I don't know. That's my list. And I guess All if right. I had to throw an honorable or an honorable mention on there, I'd put We Like the Party by the Venga Boys. Also known as I don't know if I know that. Also known as The Six Flags theme. I'll <laughs> know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that the Venga Boys. <laughs> so so <sighs> great. We like the party. Anyway.
1: Can album, you give album us album notes? Yes, yes, album
0: notes. Give us some album notes. All
1: right, Cheap Trick at Budokan. Let's get into some uh, some rock. Some, I guess it's, it's almost like it's power pop rock, but it's rock. It's so. rock enough. Yeah, I, I think they're a great band. But I anyway, love, I love Cheap Trick. Um, album notes released in 1978 in Japan, but not until 1979 in the U.S. Uh, it is their best-selling album. Not a surprise there, if you know anything about Cheap Trick. Uh, and the album that really helped to break the band. Uh, it is regarded as a classic live album. The U.S. Library of Congress has even preserved it as being significant to history. Right on. It, it peaked at number four on the Billboard Top 200 when that actually meant something. and
0: uh, When it actually meant something? Yeah. <laughs> it just clicked what I, you said, like, huh? oh, that's funny.
1: And uh, I thought this was for two other things. All right. The The one – is that so? It, they say that it was recorded at Budokan, which is like a famous venue in Japan, um, but it actually wasn't recorded at Budokan, even though that's what it, what it's called. It is a truly live recording, unlike some live albums. But, Guys. <coughs> but, Excuse me,
0: that's something in my throat there. <laughs> that's what I thought of
1: too. Um, but um, apparently, the audio from the two nights that they recorded at Budokan was was not good. It was like too noisy or something the crowd so they had to take the audio from another concert that they played in japan but they still called it at budokan i don't know hey you know what anyway
0: yeah. it's good enough
1: and uh also my last thing i was going to say on this is cheap trick did this on a few albums and i think it's funny <laughs> they did this and it's like kind of like self-awareness and it's laughing at themselves because like, on the front cover of the album you have robin zander And Tom Peterson, who are the lead singer and the bass player, and they're like the two quote unquote good looking guys in the band. (laughs) And that's, oh, there's one of my cats. (laughs) Um, And. uh, Wait,
0: not Bunny Carlos? Bunny Carlos. And Bunny Carlos
1: and Rick Nielsen, who, you know, were the, I guess, the not so good looking (laughs) band members and other people's uh, opinion, they were placed on the back cover. (laughs) And. Cheap Trick did that on a few albums, and I thought that was kind of funny. That's hilarious. So the drummer and the guitar player on the back, yep. Uh, Bunny e. Carlos. We'll talk more about him in a moment. Yes. All right. Uh, but let's get into this. Hello there. All right. Yes. Hello there, General and, Kenobi. Uh, very similar to another song in the album later called "Good Night," <laughs> but we'll get there soon. Um, yeah. Hello there. What did you think of this?
0: I immediately said General Kenobi after I read the title. <laughs> Like, I'll deal with this cheap trick slime myself. Then <laughs> I grew a couple of limbs and started wielding lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, all jokes aside, though, like, I I was ready for this. Like, I was expecting just, like, an in-your-face, really crazy rock start to this live album. But I definitely got it. I was not disappointed. And, like, I, of course, hear the crowd screaming, and it made me really want to go to a rock concert. I'd go through withdrawal
1: symptoms as is. <laughs> yes.
0: This just kicked I love the growth. crowd
1: noise when the announcer is introducing Cheap Trick. The crowd noise on the album is one of my favorite parts of the album.
0: They must really be big in Japan. That or every one of those yeah. people in the audience realized that they were on a live record. So they yeah. decided to go extra berserk. Either are plausible if you ask me. But uh, again, was not disappointed with this at all. There's also sure. a pretty killer drum solo. By the man himself, Bunny Carlos.
1: <laughs> and uh i thought that like i just said it's basically the same song as good night except with different words it's a different it a great greeting. opener though yeah it is a great great opener i've seen them open with this and it's fun hello there uh in college I never actually did it, but a friend and I who did open mic nights together, we talked about playing an open mic and doing two songs, Hello There and Good (laughs) Night. So that would have been funny. I mean, you're there
0: to say hi, and and then you're there to say bye. Yeah. Plain and simple. Hey, Cheap Trick did that, or they saw an opportunity and they took it. (laughs) I don't know if they wrote these songs with the sole intention of opening and closing with them, but if they did, then you know what? More power to them. I respect that decision.
1: Robin Zander's voice and Rick Nielsen's guitar playing is so on fire right away. Rick,
0: Rick's all right. Mommy's all yeah. right. Danny's yes. all right. I love that one verse. I, we'll talk more about that later, but I love when yes. they just say, Rick's all right.
1: Did they say that? I don't
0: remember. Yeah, you like... didn't catch that? <laughs> no. I don't know if they say it in the – well, I mean – just saying that song was not this record. Not getting into spoilers. It, no, it is. I know, not getting into yeah. spoilers. Oh, okay. Jason, <laughs> we're not there yet. Not in the studio, re- all or right, studio we'll recording it. of that. All right, come yeah. on, come on, Tom. Come on, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, not only a seamless transition and a really incredible name, but really, really good energy. And, uh, you know, if anyone, since we actually have fans, you all know that I love a seamless transition. And this was a seamless yeah. transition done so by the man. Bunny Carlos, the best member of Cheap Trick. (laughs) I'm making that a t shirt now. (laughs) Just Bunny Carlos. (laughs) The good man himself. Good drummer. Mm -hmm. And as expected, it was a killer Rick Nielsen guitar solo. And just really, really good live energy. I see why the people at this audience, whether they were paid to or not, went as berserk (laughs) as they did. Well, I know. Yeah, you never you're paying to go to a concert, so you're paying to be on a record.
1: The guitar and the vocals are great again.
0: Yeah, I mean, and who's the bass player of this band? Tom Peterson. Tom Peterson. Yeah, you said that earlier, but that was sadly drawing a plank in his name. No one seems to associate Tom Peterson with Cheap Trick. Like, everyone's always talking about, you know, the main guys, and hell, even Bunny Carlos, but no one ever talks about Bunny. Bunny Carlos
1: has been out of the band for a long time. Tom Peterson's been in there for a long time still.
0: They got rid of Bunny Carlos?
1: I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe uh,
0: I'm sad know, Maybe you
1: need to catch up on your cheap trick knowledge.
0: I live under a rock in general, so with any cheap trick knowledge, I'm completely lost.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I like to
0: think that Buddy Carlos just got himself a nice office job because he was dressed like he was going to the office. That he'd be, or he'd be like by the water cooler making copies of like a couple files that he had to put in his cabinet later on that day hey bun hey what's up how are you he's doing he's
1: a great drummer but uh yeah i like the uh i like the backing vocals on this too i really oh, like yeah. those and it's catchy this song but also doesn't sound super commercial to me which is nice that's usually uh, a good thing it's a good song not one of the ones that i regularly listen to but it's a good song um, and i think the verses are actually the best part of it yeah and that's what i got i agree
0: Plus, again, the name. Come on, come on. Yes. I'm also a sucker for good naming schemes in songs and albums, or just in general. So, anytime I can get it, I'm happy as a clam.
1: Whoa, Tom. Look out. Our third look song is out! on fire.
0: When I saw the phrase, look out, I just immediately I quoted Rob Zabi from Everyone's Fucking in the UFO.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Look out! great song but that's for maybe another episode in the future we don't know yet but yeah the man buddy carlos got some name drop action in there as he <laughs> rightfully deserved so when he was on stage did he dress like in his office attire like he does on the album art what was that when buddy carlos is on stage does he wear like the the button down shirt with like the tie <laughs>
1: Uh, you know that I'm not sure about because I've I've never seen him with Cheap Trick and I guess I don't remember from watching videos of them. But
0: I'm gonna look uh, this up. I want to know the answer. Yeah. I want to believe that he really did. He just like <laughs> looked like such a a. I would think maybe
1: he did at least a couple times. You'd think if that's what <laughs> he looked like on the albums.
0: You'd think because like every picture of album art I've seen with Bunny Carlos on it, yeah. he's dressed like he's going to the office, <laughs> like he's. Fully professional. And the other guy's like, yeah, we're rock stars. And he's just like, hey, guys, I'm going to go make some copies. I'm going to get some coffee, too. You, you want anything? And he's just like the casual office dweller <laughs> working in a cubicle at, like, an insurance company. <laughs> I dig it. I dig the sound of this, too. Along with the title, which is, of course, Look Out!
1: I have to say it like that. it's the like the opening riff is so fire. I love it the it whole song is the, fire it reminds me of the sound of summer which i, I oh, like yeah. love that that kind and of
0: just fun musical like yeah let's go to like, the
1: beach uh i think cheap Trick was heavily inspired by the beatles and it sort of sounds like a rocked up beatles song i can hear the beatles influence for sure
0: i definitely do like some bands you could just tell like they had the beatles mm-hmm. as one of their main influences this definitely being one of them
1: yeah i just i love how live it sounds like we were talking about earlier, not all live albums are live, but <coughs> this one it's really alive. is live. <laughs> And I love how it sounds. And I, was choking I on love some tea the there. thousands of Japanese fans screaming and the that the fans really getting into it. That they were there and they were having a good time. And it's a high quality audio recording of a very high quality performance by Chief Trick with actual real people pros, in the audience. Pros, um, and even back in the '70s, they were on it.
0: Well, proud to them. I mean, they clearly set the bar. Mm -hmm. Many bands have failed to beat said bar Given the fact that a lot of bands aren't preserved In the National Archives Like Cheap Trick is But you know what I'd like to think that there are some bands out now That are following in Cheap Trick's footsteps That are actually doing things by the books And not, you know, being a bunch of frauds on stage We're looking at you, Molly Crew. Oh god, that lawsuit. Oh, oh man, don't get me started on that. That's a whole podcast episode in its yeah, right there. I know, we're gonna have to talk about that. Alright. <laughs> um, you ready to move on? Uh, yeah, we can move on. Okay, big eyes. Big eyes. Seamless transitions, Jason. I love them so much. Like I just like jumped out of my seat when I heard the seamless transition. Like, I love this. Anytime I can get something like that, like I will take it and I will I will eat I will devour it with my mouth wide open. I love it so much. But yeah, Big Eyes. It's like... What did I write about the song? Let me check my notes. I'm, I'm going <laughs> from both my memory and my notes. Let's see. Interesting, or interesting sounding minor chord. Not blown away by it, but I appreciate its unique nature. Sounds angry and happy at the same time. Also, oh yeah. This is from both my memory and my notes. The final Big Eyes at the end. With the kind of bluesy ending to it. I'm that's not, a good thing or a bad that's thing? That's a good thing. I like that. Okay. I like the blues, and I like when the singer gets to flex a little bit. Mm. Just in general, with Cheap Trick and any band. I mean, you're a high-power vocalist. You might as well show it some way, somehow, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But that's my hot take on Big Eyes. What do you think?
1: Um, I I like every song on this album, and this is... No exception, but sort of like you said, I, I don't think it's one of the better ones, um, although that's a very tough tier to crack. It is heavy though, which which I love because it's cool that you know cheap trick can be kind of lighter, but they can also be heavier, and um, I love that cheap trick brand, cheap trick blends heaviness and pop together. That's and like it's, it's go on. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's just it's a, it's also just some good old fashioned rock and roll.
0: I've been trying to find that for years in every band I've been in. Just a good blend of, like, light and dark, heavy and not heavy. Less so with the pop thing, but more just, like, a fine balance between rock and metal. And I feel like Cheap Trick definitely achieves that very well. That's why I love good old-fashioned rock and roll, because, like, they, they do it. Yeah. And it's especially apparent when they play live, too, like any band. Like, they just sound heavier than they do in the studio, but, like, at the same time, it's not, like... It doesn't sound like the singers gargling rocks and they're just chugging the bottom string the entire time with like crazy breakdowns. Like this is like actual art here, and I love that. And that's what I've, you know, been. That's what I'm trying to achieve with my latest musical venture. Stay tuned for more information on that, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll hear. I will hear about that, and I will give you an update on mine too, for sure. Yes, that's um, right. You're doing one as well. um but I really do love Rick Nielsen's guitar playing, and I think he's super underrated, but that's the last thing I wanted to say about this song.
0: Rick's all right.
1: Yes, Rick
0: <laughs> is all right. <laughs> I mean, they told us themselves, like, hey, yeah, Rick's all right. Same thing with Mommy and Daddy. We're all all right. <laughs> We're all all right. We're Just all a little all right. Weird. We're all all right. Again, not venturing into spoiler territory or
1: anything. No, of mm. course not. Just, no. Okay.
0: Uh, I was thinking that 70s show theme, I swear. we we are all right. We're all all right. Yeah, Need Your Love. Oh, I was thinking of the Kiss song, I Stole Your Love. Okay, uh-huh. they're a little nicer about it than Kiss is. Paul Stanley stole their love. They're just like, oh, I need your love. And again, Mr. Bunny Carlos gets a little drum intro there. So simple, but so good. I dig it a lot. I really do. Especially with the kind of staccato sonic chugging in there. Like, it's not, like, super light not super heavy. Kind of goes off what I was saying about that good balance between... The light in the dark that they've achieved that I've been trying to achieve for heaven knows how long, but I digress. I really, really yeah. like it a lot.
1: What do you think? Um, it's it's trippy. Trippy, yes. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely uh, like an epic song. It's like it's what an epic '70s hard groove rock sounding sort of thing was like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can I can close my eyes and smell the taste in the air at the Man. concert venue that night when I listened to it. I love that. Uh, I agree so
0: much with that statement that it made me choke. <laughs> yeah, too much. <clears throat> you're smelling too much of that weed. Uh, yeah, I'm smelling too much of the. I'm getting that contact high. Yes. The um, cigarette smoke that's seeping its way into my lungs that's causing me yes. to have a violent asthma <laughs> attack right now. It's,
1: it's so bluesy, and I think the two guitars. Um, I think there's two guitars on this one because Robin played some guitar. Uh, really oh, right Robin's one of those though, front men. Harmony on this one. He, not, not always, but sometimes. He's one of those front men. Sometimes, yeah.
0: Like Vince Neal, you know, when he actually is, is doing stuff live. <laughs> Again, we could talk about that for hours in another podcast yes. episode. Yes. Not
1: today, though. No. <laughs> Too much to catch up on. Yes. all right yes, we um Talking about Bunny Carlos, ain't that a shame? That's it's like his signature bun, so bunny. So this Carlos song, drumming.
0: okay. I saw the title of the song. I'm like, huh? Ain't that a shame? There's an old Fast Domino song called "Ain't That a Shame" that I covered with my very first band ever back in 2013. There's no way, they, like, heard, that's cool. Cheap Trick wrote a song with the same title. I heard "Ain't That a Shame." I'm like, wait a minute, this is the same song. It's a Fast Domino cover. Yeah. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again weezer can suck it this is how you do a cover <coughs> like this is how you really do a cover because like they draw upon all the stuff that that's domino did like the bluesy kind of swing beat but also yeah. like they cheap trick it they turn it into a song that literally sounds like an honest god cheap trick song that's how it should be done fucking weezer from 2018
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that drumming some of some of my favorite though and uh the way the bass and guitar creep up on you is so smooth oh, yeah. and infectious. You talk about those transitions. <laughs> I love that.
0: I was more blown away by the fact that they were covering Fast Domino. Like, I was,
1: like, listening to it. Like, wait a minute. I mean, this is a famous version.
0: Matthias tears like rain.
1: Ain't that a Nielsen shame? treads on it. This has to get you up out of oh, your seat does. moving and dancing.
0: Like, this, I mean, it's a good song. It's his, because it's an old school 50s rock and roll song, which that's, like, yep. my jam right there. And they cheap tricked it, like I said. The cheap trick, Cody, has a powerful sound, just canonically, or as what's been canonically established thus far. So now they're really just putting that to full use here, and I really, really like it a lot. It's so well done. I feel um, like I've gushed enough about this song. Like, there's really not much else I could say about this other than the fact that,
1: wow, I covered this back in 2013, a decade ago. Well, the next song you covered too, even though. <laughs> Our bandmates didn't like it so much, and sometimes it came off a little <laughs> weird, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, that song is "I Want You to Want Me." This is why
0: this is why we're here. This is why all the yes. fans at this venue in Japan were there, just so they could hear the song. You can hear them scream on it. So oh much. yeah! Actually, I had this on my iPod in middle school from this exact album. Yep, like, this I is always, the version. It's the definitive version. Because, like, even the studio one doesn't sound like this. No. People go out of the way to listen to and cover, excuse me, the live version. Yeah. As they rightfully should. It sounds so much better. Reminds me of the old Sidetrack days. Actually, you would uh, like to secret hidden memory in my brain. And I'm actually on the subject of Sidetrack. Coming up sometime soon-ish, I'm writing a memoir. That's right, a book about every single band I've been in. Sidetrack included. So, to all of our, I guess, ravenous fans out there that want to know a little, bo- little bit more about my musical history that I haven't already spoken about in this show, stay tuned. I'll be talking a lot more about this song. Anyway, same right, cool. self-promotion aside. <coughs> I'm good. You good? Yeah. I okay. ran out of breath saying that. And it's also laryngitis. <laughs> but anyway... Uh-oh. Good song. Really, really good song. Loved it with all of my heart. I'd have it no other way. This is the one instance where I really, genuinely prefer the live album, or live version, over the studio version.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm weird like that, because I, I do like a lot of live versions better than studio versions and live albums and stuff. But anyway, uh, my thoughts on this. Uh, the live version of this song is... To me, like you said, it's it's infinitely better than the studio version. Um, Infinitely, and it's actually how I feel about most cheap trick songs, but especially this one. Weird to me though, my sister Chelsea got she likes this song, but somehow she heard the she got into the original version and not the live version. She like didn't know the live version. I'm like, what? This is the only song you hear on the radio. Like how this is like like, how do you? It's the only version. How do you, How did you hear the, the original? Like, I the studio one
0: doesn't it. exist. Like, it's gone. You know. Even Cheap Trick's like, oh, yeah. Here it
1: is. I know. But anyway. Like, they advertised this one and not the studio version. Yeah. They swept it's it under probably, the rug. It's probably my favorite Cheap Trick song. Another incredibly danceable and infectious, groovy rock song. I'm sure um, both of
0: our former guitars got it. would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> got
1: <to eat. laughs> Oh, God. Um, they got to use those groovy terms, you know, since groovy, the 70s, yeah. man.
0: It's totally far out, man. Yeah,
1: <sighs> Look over, yeah
0: man, we're smoking, man. Yeah.
1: Um, the guitar player and the sing-along nature of the song make it so great. Really um, the it It's great, yeah. It's really, really
0: great. Like, this is definitely a great way to su- I know I use the word great a lot in this statement, but like that's the best way to end off the show. End with a bang, as one should, if you're putting on a high-octane rock
1: and roll concert. <sighs> Alright, well, a song up next that we teased. Oh, yes.
0: Oh, yeah, that one. I know. <laughs> here it is. Surrender. I spoiled it earlier. Surrender is on here. Guitar Hero 2 brought me here. This was the second song on Guitar Hero 2 in the set list. Actually, wait a minute. I lied. This is the very first song on Guitar Hero 2. It's like this, "Shout of the Devil by Motley Crue. Uh, A couple others, too. But, like, I just remember playing Guitar Hero 2 as a kid, and, like, the song was on there. I'm like, I love this. Excuse me. Also, they name-dropped Kiss, oddly enough. Of all all bands out there, they had to name-drop these guys. I would guess they were a 70s icon. They were pretty big. Anyone who was into rock and roll knew who Kiss was. But it's still pretty funny that they name-dropped them completely. And, of course, Rick's all right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I love it so much. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me.
0: Love it so much that I ran out of breath Uh, saying
1: it. We're both dealing with whatever we're dealing with, yeah.
0: We were delayed so long because we're dying right now.
1: (laughs) Um, no, we're okay. We're all right. We're
0: all yeah. all right. Surrender. Surrender. Maybe,
1: even though I Want You to Want Me is my favorite Cheap Trick song, probably this. I guess either this or that is maybe the quintessential Cheap Trick song. Um, I agree. <clears throat> I agree entirely. <laughs> I was thinking about playing it with the band that I joined, but they don't seem to be <laughs> into Cheap Trick. So, Get them oh well. cheap I don't know how you're not into Cheap Trick. I just... I guess it's not for everyone. because I guess, I guess people like darker stuff. Some of them, but I don't know. I like some darker, smarter. Get
0: them into Cheap Trick. Yeah. <laughs> like say, hey guys, let me learn you a little something about a band that I know and love called Cheap
1: Trick. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so <clears throat> live and perfect, and the lyrics are unenjoyable enjoyable listen. It's a that's it's all you need. It's interesting the- story. The the song just sums up Cheap Trick really well, even though that is hard to do because there are so many sides to Cheap Trick. Uh, but the ending is great, and the I especially love the ending compared to the the, uh, the studio record version. Um, again, I like this version better than the studio one.
0: They have a habit of doing that, don't they? What upping yeah. themselves live as opposed to what happened in the studio. You know,
1: some bands are live bands and some bands are studio bands. This is a live band.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> like, I've been told that Blink-182 is definitely a studio band, and live mm-hmm. they suck. That's just okay. what I've been told. I've never seen them. I'm sure there are probably a, a lot of angry Blink One Eighty Two fans out there now that want to hang me for saying that. I'm just—I'm the messenger here. I'm going off of what I heard.
1: I'm sorry, but I don't <clears throat> like all the small things.
0: No, I know. I don't either. <laughs> I pissed off the Blink One Eighty Two fans even more. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Cheap Trick is definitely much more of a live band, and even again, going back to our favorite Poison makeup. The the Kiss Boys, they sounded better in their earlier days live than they did in the studio. Yeah. Like with the album Kiss Alive, if you want to call it that. Live in quotations.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's move on into uh, Goodnight.
0: All right. So we are talking about the song Goodnight. Oddly enough, a song that's talking about going to bed and saying goodnight it's pretty lively and energetic, so they clearly don't want to go to bed. We've been lied to. <laughs> <coughs> but, like, anyway, it's, I like this. It's like, oh, whatever. Again, I'm going off of both my memory and my notes here, because, again, these notes were written back about six months ago. <laughs> and I listened to the album the other day, so I'm kind of going off of both of what I have here. So, let's see. I some surrender, know if someone has a killer action oh yeah like obviously surrender sets the bar very high for anything like honestly i think they should have just closed with that song but like this song still has like somewhat comparable energy to surrender like it's definitely not a bad song to close off the main set with just my hot take
1: yeah i like it um and um it's basically everything I said about Hello There. So if you want to know what I feel about Goodnight, go listen again to what I said about <laughs> Hello There. Scroll back um, to the beginning of the video. And I, I love that they start can start with Hello There and close with Goodnight, even though there technically is one more song.
0: I still love the fact they did that. Cheap Trick saw an opportunity and they definitely took it. I like that a lot. Yes. <laughs> Getting some ideas. I'm going to try to do something like that with a new band. Write a song that's just like. Hi. I have a episode called Bye. I'll, I'll workshop oh it. We're like, sup and like later. And that's potential. I see this happen.
1: If you really want to be like early 2000s, you can do Yeah, sup. sup. You yeah, know, sup, bruh. And, and what's the other one you said? Sup, bruh. No, for later. Oh. What did I say? huh. For like the last one, you said stop. Oh yeah, stop
0: and yeah, like later or like peace out. Oh, just I spaced out there for a minute because I literally just had to reinflate my lungs with my inhaler. So I guess th- there's not a lot of oxygen going to my brain right now.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, well let's close this this album out with clock strikes ten. Okay. Tenth song, clock strikes. I think 10. they're
0: missing a couple hours there. <laughs> isn't it, correct? Me, I don't mean to micromanage this thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it normally clock strikes twelve? <laughs> oh, I don't know.
1: In this case, it strikes. Okay, 10. I guess
0: they had to change it because they're in a different time zone. <laughs>
1: okay well I, I love this song and i wish cheap trick played it more often i just think it's such a good rock song and it's such a fun song and a great choice to close the show there's
0: more power in there and i like the fact that they decided to one-up themselves with more power to end off the entire set list yeah and like it has like cool chimes followed by like some pretty mm-hmm. epic rick Nielsen guitar and of course you guessed yeah. it more power which is precisely yeah. It's
1: it's like
0: yeah. I've I probably have laryngitis or laryngitis right now, and like there's only one cure for laryngitis, and that's more power, and this gave me more power.
1: <laughs> I, I'm a I, licensed uh, physician. I swear. I was swear. To this in the car on my way home.
0: What clock works ten? Yeah, What, what else? Duh. No, we're talking about it. <clears throat> I I like the sound of my own voice. I just um. wanted to reiterate that. For the viewers out or listeners out there who aren't listening to what we're saying.
1: <laughs>
0: but, yeah, that's perfect. And that's uh, a good song to come home to. Again, you're ending off the set list. Yeah. The yeah. metaphorical set list that is your entire day at work. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the clock struck
0: ten on Monday. <laughs> or 3.15 today. <laughs> Normally 3.45. Either or. <laughs> um, Either <what>? or. <laughs> 3.15, 10 o'clock, m- midnight. Whatever. Whatever your um, ideal cards right. is. I guess that's I think it. That is it. Yeah, unless they don't have any right. secret hidden tracks on here or crazy
1: Well, they did <laughs> they did release like an extended cut of this album, but we did we stuck with the yeah. classic. I was about um, to mention
0: that, like on Spotify they have like the crazy what, twenty fifth anniversary version or whatever. Something. The one yeah. with like over like thirty songs on it. <laughs> that would be a very uh, long but, album but let's... review.
1: Let's give our album grades for this. Why don't you start?
0: All right, so I gave this one a solid A. Because, like, literally, it's everything I want in a rock concert. I love the production quality. I love the songs. I love the band. And, of course, Mr. Bunny Carlos. (laughs) The man himself.
1: On the drums. Mr. (laughs) Bunny Carlos. He's
0: just, like, a clerk from the office from, like, Liberty Mutual or whatever. He's like, hey, guys, I'm going to go finish making my copies now. Like, are we yeah. done the saddest? Okay, cool. Uh, have a good night. I, I have my shift tomorrow at 5.30 in the morning. I have to go to bed now. It's <laughs> like, go, just quietly goes to bed. In the most mundane way imaginable after playing a rock concert.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's always what you least yeah. expect. Well, I, I did this review a long time ago. Like I said, I've had these notes for a while, but. So have I. Um. It looks like I, I must have been in a really good mood when I gave it this this grade. I mean, I love the album, but I gave it an plus. I, I said <laughs> that there's not a bad song on here, and it's the best of Cheap Trick that there is. It's so good. Um, I you know, mean... That's what I wrote. I think that holds up pretty well,
0: if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Um,
1: all right. Well, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's the all right, episode. see you all in another that's eight th- months. Yeah, that's <laughs> the season. We'll, we'll be back... Um, Hopefully sooner
0: know. as opposed to later this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Nothing doing else yeah, at this second. We still need to uh,
0: come up with the lineup for the next season. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. You'll like it. I don't all know, right. What season, on now? Well, season three.
1: Um, you know how I like to end these episodes. So from all yes. of us here at Talking Rock with Tom and Jason, meaning the two of us. Yes. Who else? I'm Jason. <laughs> I'm Tom. And this has been Talking Rock with Tom and Jason. We'll see you soon. See you soon.